Okay, and then we'll sync. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, you know, Graham, we've been like nailing uh, the the recording start. I haven't really needed to sync us up at all. Oh, nice. So after two years of <laughs> doing it a, in not as effective way, we find a more effective way of just saying go. <laughs> that is pretty funny that like it's a sin. I'll just like go. And it, we didn't even think of that. We, no, we have this we like synchronized syncing. I guess that's redundant, but yeah. Well, remember, remember the clock we used to use? Oh, used to use... <laughs> the, the online clock that never told the same time for both of us yeah that was fun uh so then we had to sync on different times that was that was wild dark days for the velvet room <laughs> dark days the early the early days yep but you know we're older and wiser or we're, we're, we're at least we're old yeah we we got one of those for sure <laughs> oh that's depressing let's just start the theme song <laughs> Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, tonight we're talking about... Man, I didn't look up the Wikipedia page, so now I feel under unprepared. We're talking about a game that came out recently <laughs> called yeah. um, Within the Past Couple of Years. Yep, that, that's recent enough for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, called The Messenger. Yes, The Messenger. Yeah um it's a it's a side scroller like kind of ninja gaiden kind of game um retro platformer um yeah it was it on kickstarter i feel like it was a kickstarter probably i think this was their first this the studio's first game if i am remembering that accurately Mm -hmm. Um, i think are they montreal based but do yes, they are Canadian, um, and I believe it is Montreal. So that explains a lot. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a Quebec joke. Well, I'll cut it out. Um, <laughs> Graham, what did you think of the messenger? Oh boy. Um, I know it's a, it's a big one. I'll be honest. My experience with the game was not a very positive one. Okay. Um, I, I was routinely very frustrated by it. Okay. Um, I don't think I've ever come this close to shearing a controller in half. Um, for, for a number of reasons, but, um, I think it, uh, like it's a decent game. I think it's a decent game. Like, the controls were good. The gameplay was pretty good. Like, um, but the kind of system surrounding it and the way that it was presented was not something that appealed to me. Right. And it wasn't like it. I compared, I was comparing it a lot in my head to Celeste. And yep. I think I, I do definitely want to go into that a little deeper later. For sure. But um, I think where where like 
Celeste was like this emotionally resonant, um, very like bite-sized adventure. This was, oh, I just went five minutes and now I'm dead. And now <laughs> I've got to do that again. Yay. Mm. Um, but uh, how did how did you find it? Okay. Um, this this might be a little bit of a, a stretch. Okay, Graham, have you watched The Office? Like, are you an Office fan? Yeah, I've seen The Offices. I've seen, like, okay. the first six seasons. Okay. So, are you familiar with the episode Dinner Party, where they have a dinner party at Michael and Jan's? Oh, yes, I am. Okay. There's a famous quote in, in that episode that, that, to me, fits how I feel about the messenger perfectly. It's when Michael starts talking about vasectomies. Okay. You know, snip, snap, snip, snap. You know, there's only so many vasectomies a man can take. And I felt <laughs> like consistently snippy snappy on how I like this game or if I like this game. Okay. Uh, and, like I started liking it. Then I started like, oh my word, this is really kind of tedious and getting a little boring. Then it switched it up a bit. And then I was really like, oh, okay, kind of interesting. And then I'm like, oh, no, this is tedious and boring. And then at the end kind of came together for me oh, and I, okay. I did enjoy my last couple hours playing it um, I, I think there are things that they that I did from a gaming or like a, like a player's perspective to lessen the burden like you gave me a great suggestion of hey use a guide and I think um, had I not used a guide uh, or looked for alternative resources the game would have I probably wouldn't have finished the game. Yeah. Um, we can kind of get into more of that later. But by the end, I felt very uh, confident in my abilities. Oh, like, and I, I felt like I, oh, I've, I've mastered the game. Or at least I'm like, I'm, I'm playing enough where it's like, I'm not dying as much as I used to. I know how to uh, overcome these challenges that the game's presenting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, all, all in all, I think I came up with a positive look, but it took a while to get there. Okay. Well, that's good. And so. you can kind of come out of it with a positive view. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's a couple of different things that, that make this game, uh, the game that it is. Um, one thing the game does that I think we both kind of go, or we're kind of like meh on is it's a very self- like it's like a very meta game. There's a lot of meta uh, dialogue and like self-referential ref dialogue. Um, a lot of breaking of the fourth wall. Yeah. Um, it thinks it's very funny. <laughs> that's the thing. It's it's that type of thing is is very um. It, it it's very hard to to do well. Like I think it felt like it was trying to very much be like a Deadpool type of like fourth wall breaking but like the reason why deadpool works and not context is because everything everybody else in the universe doesn't doesn't know what he's talking about or like they don't they don't reference it mm -hmm. but like the shopkeeper the other uh blue cloaks uh the player like they're constantly kind of uh the dragons like they're constantly referencing hey you're in a game or like hey this or that or um things like that so it's like it 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 doesn't really work that way. It 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 once once you take the uniqueness from it, it's just like oh okay we get it. You think you're very, uh like you said you're very humorous. You're very funny. Yeah. Um. 
I guess the fourth wall, breaking the fourth wall doesn't make much of an impact when there isn't one to begin with. Exactly, exactly. You have to have that semblance of, of that, that wall in order to break it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just, well, okay, we get it. Uh, so, um, I mean, there, there are a couple of instances where it's, I think it's probably done well and it's pretty, it, it, it hits better than others. Like when he references, like, uh, I think he references, like, certain developers for, like, um, developing, like, uh, core gameplay. Like the, I'm trying to remember precisely, like, I think, like, the the hookshot or, like, the rope oh, yeah. climbing. That... He references this game or this developer at some points. Yeah, and, like, it was the, we, we it's called the rope shot, but you're just going to call it a hookshot anyways. Right. Um, or, like, the stuff with the cabinet. Like, did you touch the cabinet? Oh, gosh, the cabinet. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was fine. It was, it was, I liked it because it, it took a while to get to that, like, that story that he, that he tells. And, of course, there's trophies behind it, which, um, is not necessarily why I, I touched the cabinet so much, but I just wanted to see the length of which they would, they would go, mm-hmm. um, and for context, like there's this cabinet in the shop where the, if you go to touch it, the shopkeeper says, hey, don't touch that. And like you can keep trying and trying to touch it and he'll continue to say different and different things. And eventually, if you touch it too much, he'll be like, hey, I'm warning you. If you touch it again, I'm going to say a really long and philosophical story. You're not going to be able to skip it. And, uh, you know, don't say I didn't, I didn't warn you. And he does that like three times throughout the game where uh, there are three instances where you can trigger that uh, oh, really? story. Yep. And there's a trophy associated for each one, um, but like, but like getting to that story, it's probably like two dozen interactions with the cabinet just to get him to start start the story. Yeah. So it's definitely like that. That I think is a bit better of a like a meta reference because that the onus is on the player to achieve that uh, encounter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to the player to continue to to break that wall. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work as well when he just when he or other characters break it kind of like willy nilly. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, uh, okay. Uh, sorry, I'm playing Fall Guys again. <laughs> um, trying to get your quota in, right? Yeah, I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. Um, what are your what were your thoughts on like the progression of the game? Because the game does some, I would argue, unique things. And how it presents itself. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on that? If you understand what I'm trying to ask. Um, do you mean like how the, the game's kind of broken up into a couple different sections? Uh, yeah, I would say that. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah so like there's the first half of the game or so. Three hours, three and a half hours. Of mm-hmm. like it's very linear NES style. Um, you just go through the level and then once you hit a certain point it unlocks kind of like a Metroidvania where you can play through the levels again, but you they're like interconnected and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a brief moment uh, right in, like right before that where there's like a cutscene and it's uh, it shows a person with the gun. Do you remember that? There's like the space marine guy. Right, the, um, the new messenger. Yeah, the right? new messenger. Yep. And I got really excited for a moment there because I'm like, oh, that's what they're going to do is they're going to like because I heard that you kind of like almost play through the game multiple times. It's like, oh, okay. you're gonna you're gonna do it like a new character every time, and that's how they're gonna mix it up. But uh, then that character 
never shows up again. But so you 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 end end up using you get most of your abilities in the first half, and then the Metroidvania part is for the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I liked the Metroidvania part more because there was more direction to it. Um, uh, interesting. That's an interesting statement. Greg. <laughs> uh, the, the irony, of course, being that it had less direction. Or you, yes. Um, but like. <laughs> Throughout the first half of the game, I was like, why am I playing this? Okay, that's of, fair. Of, I'm I'm a ninja that's got to get a scroll from the left to the right. Yep. And it didn't really offer up anything more than that. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, like, but why? And I was thinking throughout it, like, oh, man, I wish it had some kind of overworld like Shovel Knight did. Right. Uh, where, because that... I realize now, kind of looking back, makes me feel like I'm progressing, or that I right. have something that I'm working towards. Uh, when it when it's one sequential level after another, I felt like I didn't have a goal in mind, and I think that's why. Like I, I did, this is one of those games where I picked up, played for an hour a year ago, and then put it away. Uh, I think right. that's one of the reasons I didn't continue is because I'm like, this is the whole game. Uh, and then once it got to the Metroidvania section, I'm thinking, okay, this might not be so bad. Um, and then the hints were so vague. Hmm. And I'm like, I don't have the patience for this. Yep. Uh, so I looked up a guide, and that was honestly probably one of the better things I've done in this game. Um, because it... Um, it helped me, I don't know, like focus. It gave me another, it gave me a goal, right? Of, uh, I need to go here and do this and do that. And it, uh, ironically, like it put me on a linear path again. Um, yeah. I would, I would argue, um, I don't, I didn't really actually find the guide that useful. It was actually not a great guide. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Cause here's what the guide didn't have. It didn't have go to this square on the map. No, and that okay. could have been so useful. It used like yes. text based like GPS instructions of turn Which left worked. in three squares. I would say it wasn't even that detailed. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and, yeah. So like when I got to the Metrovania uh, part, I was very what's the word? I got very frustrated the first couple hours I was playing it because. I thought I knew where I was going, but didn't. And it that it felt very like maddening because I was just going. In, I felt like I was going in circles and not progressing at all. Um, I probably could have found so, you a better guide. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fine. Like what I ended up doing was like, okay, uh, what have I not done? Like what do I know? I have and there's some things I found naturally just through exploring, like the dark, like the uh, the underwater caves with the music, uh, the river turquoise or whatever it's called. So there are things I did on my own that like, oh, I, I, I figured that out and I, I did it. So what do I know? Like, okay, have I found all the Phobikins? No. So where do I need to go to do that? And honestly, what I ended up doing was probably just like, if I, if I couldn't clearly identify, oh, I need to go there, I would just look up like either another guide or a YouTube video yeah. showing where the square was that I needed to go. The game will let you purchase that information uh, with the in-game currency like that you earn from just like moving around uh, and collecting uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
it, it, it's it's a high price and you don't you don't really need to do it if you can just google it really quickly but um it does allow for that option which i do appreciate of like hey this is where you need to go precisely um and if if i guess my thing is it's like why not either make the prophecies less vague and or just tell me where to go or or like give me a better indication like the prophecy it, it like for one example, it was like two botanists waited too long or something like that. And um, I had no idea what that was. And it was in reference to two two boss uh, bosses you fight probably in the first two hours of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But that for me had been like two weeks ago and I'd like forgotten. Oh, yeah, they were these. They sat down waiting for a plant to grow. Right. The only thing that queued up that memory for me was or was when I went there finally with outside knowledge and saw oh yeah those guys <laughs> yeah. that's what that means right so um the, i i didn't like the prophecies are basically useless uh in my opinion and if they're useless to me then i just feel like that's not a good design feature yeah you know i mean it felt like that was kind of the thing they were going for was like the old school like cryptic hints but like who likes those? But that's the thing, right? It's like those, uh, like that's that's a bug, not a feature of old games, yeah, or, or, it, or even just a restriction. It well, it, exactly, right? It, it's it's a limitation of the time, um, and like that's that, it's not because they thought it would make the game better, or it 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 didn't make the games any better. It made them you know, frustrating in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So applying that to the modern context, it doesn't really work uh, as well. And that's what I assume, uh, like, they we were trying to remedy with the um, with the hint feature, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or the purchase the hint feature. But in, in practice, it just, it didn't really work out uh, all that well. Um, I will say this, like, I did, uh, I... <laughs> It was a very interesting progression of, of like going from the non-linear stuff to the or sorry the linear stuff to the non-linear, and like I was getting very frustrated the the last couple of linear levels because like the difficulty definitely spiked. Oh up, yeah, right. And it was pretty frustrating, um, and once you get past that, it is a bit of a brush a breath of fresh air because you now control. Um, the challenges that you're going to face are going to present to yourself right whereas like if before in the linear like if you can't do it then it's too bad buddy like you're just stuck here it's like man this is really ticking me off or i can't do it right now i'm going to go somewhere else come back later right you have that option you have the option to to tackle the objectives as you see fit um the frustrating part at first was i don't know where to go right that's where it it kind of uh, hit for me and that's why I was frustrated with it because I didn't know where to go um, so I, I, in that sense like I definitely would recommend the guide uh, I would say it's almost a requirement unless you unless you enjoy that level of game but like me I don't like like I say it before I say it all the time I don't like wasting my time with games I, I don't want to like when a game wastes my time yeah um, I think this game doesn't do that too well yes yeah for sure so yeah, I think, especially because, like, I found myself, especially because there's not many points you can teleport to, 
like constantly yeah. retreading ground. Yeah, and that can be really frustrating as well. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because it's it's not like it wasn't enjoyable to do the same tasks over and over and over again. Like getting out of the crystal caverns. Like I did that like five or six times uh, because it happened to be like a central point. And it like, if you die on one of the, the little areas there, it's just like, okay, well why? Like this isn't fun. (laughs) Yeah. They definitely could have added more, uh, teleportation points in like another frustration um was like okay so you need to go to this area but you need to go to it in the correct time period oh yeah um like for context you can change like from i guess like super nintendo to like i don't know what the classification would be like i i thought it was kind of like nintendo entertainment to snes <laughs> i felt like it was more like snes to ps1 kind of feel it's it, technically it's 8-bit to 16-bit right yeah that's that's tech that's the technical that's what it's referenced to in the guide at least yeah so like it's and, and the game presents that as like traveling from the past to the future i mean it's it's a fine concept that works very well it's enjoyable it's kind of neat it but uh, like it kind of was weird because i expected it to be more than just a cosmetic change but it it really like i, I kind of thought about it as like Oh, it's it's like Guacamele, but you just can't change it on command. I don't know um, what that means. I've never played Guacamele. Guacamele has a well, first of all, good game, um, but it has a mechanic where you can change between like the light realm and the shadow realm with a touch of the button, and so there's okay. a lot of puzzles that involve like switching back and forth, and certain platforms appear on the shadow side and some right. on the light side, and like oh, well, this I... is just kind of like not not as interesting to me at least guacamole i yeah i would argue that actually this game like that's what this game needed because a like what would happen is you would go somewhere and say well i know i need to go below but i can't go below because i'm not in the right time Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to track backtrack a, a while or go forward a while and then come back right what that would also then entail is like oh there's uh there's a time rift in this room i need to go in it or like I, I need to do something with it, right? Mm-hmm. So it takes all the 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 puzzle solving out of the puzzle because you the solution is clearly visible to you. Whereas when you have that toggle, right, of like oh I can control when I time shift, um, it, it allows some more uh, I would argue like puzzling aspects of like okay what changes in this room between old past and present or past and future. Um, that being said, I think it worked, like, I think it works fine. And I, I don't know if I would agree it's only cosmetic because there's definitely like changes to the level design minimal, but, but they're there. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't change any of the enemies, I suppose. Um, I think that was, that was the thing like that threw me off is that there weren't any like new mechanics or new restrictions or enemies or. Like I was, I was thinking, okay, like if you're switching back and forth, maybe in, in the past you have a hook shot, but in the present you have something else. Right. And so you have maybe like something interesting interplay if you're like jumping in and out of portals and you're like using one ability in one area and then one ability in the other area and like the kind of a sense of flow. And I never really felt that. Interesting. See, I would actually argue the opposite. 
that because the items were standardized across the times, it did feel very like very fluid. Okay. Um, I I yeah I didn't mind that that much. Um, I suppose that was an uh, expectation I had going in, but uh... right for sure. And I had I had no context like I I had never heard of this game before we decided to play it, mm-hmm. other than like it being recommended to us, right? Oh so. yeah, it was recommended to us. Uh... Oh gosh, do you remember who it was recommended to us I, by? I think it was by Caleb. I okay. Could, I could be wrong about that. Um, so we have him to blame, <laughs> um, or thank, depending on your yes. opinion thank, of the game. Thank you for some of this suggestion. Yes, we appreciate it. I mean, I enjoyed it in the at the end of the day. So, um, thank you, Caleb. If it was you, uh, if if it wasn't to whoever else, you know who you are. We have to thank. Yeah, you know who you are. You don't need a, the podcast recognition. Um, what were we saying? Oh, uh, the time refs. I don't remember what we were saying. Yeah, we were just talking about... Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So there was... Yeah, we were talking about how there's there's no real mechanical difference between the two times. Yeah. And I I, I, I would... Again, I think I said this already, but I would argue that's that's for the best. Uh, I think it works... I I think it works better for the game that the the two times play the same but just look differently or have different features about the design mm-hmm. um just to l- allow that standardization of gameplay um and like i think like you mentioned celeste before i'm not sure if you want to go there like celeste is definitely i would say like a difficult platformer um but what it has that it really exceeds well with and where, like, I would argue, like, maybe Shovel Knight and the Messenger fail in is that it's not um, overly uh, punishing if you fall. Yes. Because you just reset at the start of the screen. Most definitely. And that, al- and that allows um, momentum, right? It allows you to say, well, I'm just going to keep trying and I'm not and I'm going to keep going. It's just this room. I have to get past this room, right? Whereas, like, in the Messenger... When you die, you go back to a predetermined checkpoint, which could be one room away. It could be seven rooms away. And you don't really know when your next one's coming up necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like not only would you have maybe one difficult room or screen you have to pass, there could be five that you have to do that are really ridiculous and not at all reasonable uh, to do... <laughs> in one checkpoint mm-hmm. um and it adds to your frustration because as soon as you conquer one challenge like a equal or greater challenge awaits you in the next room and then they just kind of stack right in the linear sections especially um yeah and that that really irked me like this was a game i i, I could not play for more than 60 to 90 minutes uh for most of the time i played it it wasn't until I felt really confident in my skills that I could play for longer than that. Yeah, same for me. Like, just because of that kind of like that that drain on your uh, psyche. So yes, thank you. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. That that's exactly what I was looking for. Because it is draining. It's just like you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna try again tomorrow. Yeah. Um. And which, which is not, which is not how I think game developers want people to think about their games no like unless you're i imagine unless you're going for like that specific aesthetic like with um papers please or something where 
it's supposed to feel draining. Um, right. It's you, you want people to play your game and enjoy it and experience the emotion that you want them to experience. Right. Yep. And again, like that, that ties into paper pleases theme. Uh, if you're referencing, I, I, I know a little bit of paper please, but like that definitely would, would tie into that, like that sense of, uh, dread because of the family or whatever right mm-hmm. but this is just like i don't want to play anymore <laughs> it be not not because of like it's a it's an emotional toll or like a anything like that it's more of like a like a personal like i'm just tired of this yeah. <laughs> i can't do it anymore <laughs> and so yeah, i think like the short the, the long time between checkpoints um is a big thing it takes a while to respawn. Um, like with Celeste, it's... I know that they're different games uh, and yep. very different styles of platformers, but with Celeste, one thing that I appreciated was that it was so instantaneous. Like, Yep, you, didn't waste your time. No, it doesn't waste your time. You're just right back into it um, of like... And it's one screen and you're done and they can make it as hard as they want in the one screen. And the one screen is all you have to think about. Yep, um, yep. Whereas... And the messenger does some weird, weird little things that tick me off. I think I know where you're going with this, Graham. I, I was, I was, I was waiting. For yes. This. Well, so so leading leading up to that, you don't get refilled fully when you hit a checkpoint. Ugh. Why? You also don't get refilled fully when you die. So like, if you die, then you you re like get reborn or whatever with like three health out of by the end like a possible eight or nine and it's just like why and then you jump into a pit by accident and you're dead and here's the thing that like i don't think i've sworn at an object or a creature (laughs) more than i've sworn at that i have to hold myself back that demon um literally literal demon demon. he's not he's not saying um derogatorily we don't want to offend our demon listeners. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is this little demon called Quarble that serves as the kind of um, the punishment for death, but also a way to p- keep people from grinding. Uh, in that, what he does is that once you die, he follows you around for a couple screens or until you collect a certain amount of money, and then he goes away. But during that time, um, gosh, I, I'm I'm getting like angry thinking about this. Uh, okay, he yeah. he collects all the money that you collect, so he steals your money. He doesn't steal from your pockets. He just takes whatever you collect for a certain amount of time. And sure, I get what they're going for, but it feels like they're kicking you in the teeth when you're down, because it's like now I can't even enjoy. And get any kind of satisfaction out of clearing this stage because I know I'm going to die in the next section and it's just going to happen again. And the kicker, like the the icing, the cherry on top is that every time you die, he says a, um, a, a phrase that is the most derogatory, derogatory, condescending crap (laughs) I've ever heard from a video game character. Like, um, oh, if someone's watching, just say that uh, your control slept up or something. And it's 
it's like it is it is the thing that drove me away from this game the absolute <laughs> most like i wanted to strangle this character like because why the heck if your if your players are like if they're down if they're like why the heck would you think okay calm down why would you think that your players would want to keep playing your game if you're just going to throw crap at them. Right. Why just what went through their minds when they made this, this, this character that made them think people are going to die and people are going to love the witty things that this character says. Graham, you're telling me that when you went to school, you didn't take the class showing open disdain for your consumers 101 yeah no uh, unfortunately <laughs> i didn't take that class no that's that's too bad it's a great class <laughs> I, i'll i'll say this corbel did not bother me as much as it has clearly upset you i understand though the way that you feel and i do agree it's a lot i think what i don't have a problem with him taking uh the gems uh, I think that's a that's a worthy fine. It's no different than like they take if they took gems away from your your purse. Yeah, it's just generally right. I I didn't mind that, and he doesn't stick around like at a boss battle. Um, like he'll he'll go away if it's a big fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that many. It's like maybe twenty five. I think when you die. Um, the the witty comments. I feel like okay if I'm this developer, I get it. Let's have some witty remarks there. Like let's let's poke at the player a little bit, maybe in the easier parts of the game. But to me, it just naturally wouldn't you want to build that relationship with Corbel to be more positive over the course of the game. And like so you know when it starts, when you die on like an easy jump, he's a bit more condescending or witty or whatever or like kind of sarcastic with you, but like as you move further, move further along, he gets more friendly and he gets more supportive. Um, that to me would make more sense. And then you wouldn't have this level of like, wow, we made a really tough section and we're mocking our players for their inability to master it. Yeah. Um, that That's exactly it. It's um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day though, Graham, I just, I just hit X a lot. And I didn't have the same frustrations as you. Well, <laughs> I guess it was the like the anticipation of oh yeah of I've Here. died and now I know what's coming. Here he goes again. Blah 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 and, blah. Like he only has like five things he can say. It's more than five. It's it's quite a few. Okay. I I would argue it's probably at least twenty. Oh okay. Plus. I just I it's guess I remember like specific ones pretty well. But um, yeah yeah. Yeah, it's and I think that they were trying to tap into a bit of the like especially some of the stuff that they were talking about like of friends watching you play or or like your your brother told you there was a secret there. Like that's right. all very like it's evocative of that time area that they're trying to like bring yeah, back. Like like the 90s yeah. uh like the when when home consoles were were first becoming a thing. Absolutely. Yeah, like I saw this absolutely. hint in a magazine kind of thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Man, um, did you... Again, it's that, it's that meta humor that doesn't that doesn't work 
yeah. when it's so in your face all the time. Yeah, it didn't didn't land for me. Yeah, and again, uh, you mentioned it's like utter stupidity that they don't refill your health when you die. Like, what the heck? There was there's a, a few design decisions that just made me go kind of why, like, um, that, uh, what was it? Double tapping to glide. I don't understand why uh, they couldn't have paired that to like the right trigger or I something. Know, I know, because, I know. and then like you're you double tap the jump button to glide, and then you're hitting the attack button, and then it's it's just like how many like things do you want my thumb to do yeah it doesn't work um, and then the thing that they mapped the right trigger to was your 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 run on water move which i'm like why do you even have a button for that like i i get maybe like they that's the way they wanted it but it's like like why 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 do you <laughs> why do you you're adhering very closely to this two-button scheme for, like... Not even, though. They don't adhere to a two-button scheme because the shuriken and the attack button and the jump button, it's a four-button scheme. And it's its just... What does circle do? Isn't... Oh, the hookshot. Oh, hook yeah, shot, so right. it's a four-button scheme, yeah. Hookshot, uh, attack, shuriken, and jump. And then they decided to map glide to also the jump button. So I felt there there was a number of times where I died because of this like thumb gymnastics I had to do yep. and it didn't feel good. Um, nope. And, or like the ninja stuck to something I didn't expect him to. Yep. Um, or, or like when you're in that phase between jumping and gliding and trying to attack, it's like, cause you can jump attack and jump again, or you can jump, glide and attack and like get a boost to your glide mm -hmm. and essentially what it devolves into is just you spamming all the buttons as much as you can mm -hmm. at least in my opinion that's what it evolved into yeah um i mean the, the central mechanic was kind of neat with like jumping and slashing and then if you slash something then you can jump again like that was yep. that was pretty cool and i could see like speedrunners having a good time with this game Absolutely. Yep. Um, because there is that kind of precision. There's a lot. There's a number of tools at their disposal. I felt like the shurikens were really made for speedrunners, um, because it's you have a limited number of them, and you can take out key targets with them. So like, right? It do you do you take out this enemy or do you leave them alive and then you can use their projectiles or something? So right. there's some interesting questions that they're posing. Um, in in that kind of like moment to moment gameplay, right? Uh, I did like how when you were swinging your sword, you your your movement wasn't impeded, you, like you didn't have mm -hmm. to stop to swing, and also like co if you're constantly tapping the attack button, it is continuous, like it's nothing really can get through your shield, like through your blades, um, right? So that really helped with a sense of flow of like. Your movement um and then once you get the hook shot you can start to do some like fun stuff with momentum right so like there were some things that i liked um the the final boss i actually really enjoyed um, uh phantom yeah yeah 
Um, and even like the final dungeon, I think, was pretty good, from what I can remember. Uh, music box. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I would. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I would say it's good. Yeah. I liked. I really liked the demon general uh, fight. I thought that was a fun fight. Oh yeah, that was nifty when you're going up in the air and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, there were some boss fights that I struggled with for sure, but in the second half of the game, the boss fights seemed easier. Um, again, I think it just comes with learning. Uh, yeah. And, and, and knowing how to play. Um, and you have, of course, more health, um, better weapons. Um, well, yeah, but like, I, it almost feels like, I still feel like the bosses in the second half were generally easier. Like, do you remember, um, the big golem boss at the better the halfway point? Yep, I do. Like, uh, I feel like that could have been pushed, like, much later in the game. But that's that's just me, I guess, being an armchair there, armchair designer, but... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I, I feel like it probably really frustrated me. Well, like, the, the, the issue I had with that... I have to check our message feed, because I know I didn't You were pretty it. frustrated with it. Because it, it follows, I think, the toughest platforming section of the game mm -hmm. it 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 felt it was it was like yeah okay this is a hard boss fight but it's also following a very hard area and i'm very frustrated to start so like it didn't it didn't i didn't go into the fight happy <laughs> that's a good point um and so you know my 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 tone is set already there like i my like you said my psyche was drained to begin with and also like the, the the context of the boss fight is that you're fighting your allies which doesn't conceptually make a lot of sense yeah it's, it's like uh, a test i guess so i i don't know that didn't really play well with me but uh uh yeah so um I will say this. I started playing the DLC. Okay. Uh, this game has free DLC. At least it's free in the PlayStation Store. The ads about... I think it's probably about two hours from like uh, what I've read online. Okay. To, I would say, like a 10-hour experience. So that's pretty good. It's a pretty good addition for for free. Um, and I, I really like... Like, I would argue, like, the the, the graphics in the, in the base game. It's very dull colors for the most part. And switching from like past to future like you don't your brain doesn't really pick up on that a lot i think mm -hmm. but in the dlc the colors are very vibrant because it's like this vacation theme okay like beach theme the colors are very vibrant and so like when you when you transfer from past to future like you you can really tell a difference and it's very like aesthetically jarring in a, in a positive way mm. i don't mean that in a negative way so um like, and I'm at the point still where I'm still enjoying it. Um, although the, the first boss fight in that, the DLC is poo-poo-ka-choo. But, um, uh, yeah, so I think it's pretty cool that they put out free DLC. Uh, there's, a, there's an item there I need to get for my New Game Plus run to help with the last trophy I need in the base game. So that's why I'm playing it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, do you have any other things you wanted to talk about, Graham? Um... I guess just quickly adding on that, I think some of the most memorable points of the game were like 
when the environment was drastically different. Like, uh, there's the one where, like, I think it's the river area where it's, like, death in the one in the future, but it's, like, life in the right. in the present. That was cool. Yeah, it, yeah, and it had some, like, fun, like, mechanics about it, like shooting out of the plants or whatever. Um, like, when the game shook shook things up a little bit, like when you're flying Manfred around, I really enjoyed that section. Um, yeah. Uh, the river turquoise that you just mentioned, I like that. The the other, like the nether world, I forget what it's called. Ooh, yeah, that like was cool. It, that was kind of cool. Um, you had to run away from so, the big thing. Yeah. And again, it, it, it felt cool because it felt very, like, it took me out of, like, the monotony of regular traversal and did something unique uh, and kind of freshened that experience for me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Other than that, um, no, I don't think I have anything, anything else to add, in particular. Do you? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's great. Got a great soundtrack. Oh yeah, the music is good. good. Yeah, I think it. I think like I'll say this. I think it's a very polished game. Like it, it works. Like they, it's it's what they intended to make for the most part. I think. Yeah. Like uh, I didn't ever come across any bugs or glitches or anything that like I felt like was broken about the game, uh, or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I personally, I'm gonna recommend this game, uh, and I'm gonna rate it a Teddy. Okay. Because I am a little snip snappy on Teddy from time to time. So, and it's, it's, and, and, and Teddy turns, uh, into something new halfway through the game. So it, it works out. <laughs> oh, that's appropriate. Uh, it is. Yes. So that's my rating for it. And, uh, yeah, I do recommend it if you're looking for a game where you, it's very a 10 hour experience if you're pushing it. Um, oh, one thing I didn't mention, which I'm sorry I'm rambling now, but I probably feel, I feel like I should mention is the item that you get for collecting all the collectibles is certainly worth it. Oh, it is. Um, yeah. So it's like it's like a it's a like a boomerang shuriken. Okay. Uh, with three charges, but the charges refill. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and you uh, it's super useful. Um, so. Uh, like the collectible, it's like it's like Celeste with the strawberries, where it's like their platforming sections you kind of have to do or puzzles you have to solve. There's 45 of them, and they they don't feel like a, it didn't feel like a grind to me to get them. Hmm. Uh, so that was enjoyable. But I would recommend uh, if you're looking for a good item to get that, especially for the final boss, is very helpful. Okay. Um, uh, but anyways, what would you rate this game, Graham, on our scale? Um, I think I'm probably leaning towards Teddy as well. Um, okay. there were some parts that I felt were near on unbearable, but, um, yep. uh, it, it did have some positive elements to it. Like the soundtrack, the gameplay had a good flow to it. I, uh, like Teddy, there were some points that I was like, I don't agree with what you're saying. Um, don't talk about you, Yukiko like <laughs> that. Um, I would... I don't think I can wholeheartedly recommend it um, unless yep. you unless you know what you're getting into and yeah. you you think you'll be okay with it. Yeah. Like, 
like I'll say this. This is my. This is probably. This could be a negative comment. It's, it's not a fox. Uh, no, no, it's it's not. That's very true. Um, at, at, at some point, I just turn my brain off to the text on the screen. And I just I just played. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think it's a very captivating narrative or worth captivating characters. So if that's what you're looking for, I don't think you should look here. I think it's got some interesting concepts, I guess. But all in all, if, yeah. if if you like this kind of like retro style, met, if you if you like Shovel Knight, you'll probably like this game. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Like it's got the same kind of sensibility it's going for. Um, I did actually just because you mentioned it now, the story did get kind of interesting in like the last hour of the game, <laughs> which is a very odd thing to say. Yeah. Would you not agree? Like. It's weird because like ninety five percent of the game, the story is just go here, do this, and then yep. in the last five percent of the game, they're like, oh, actually, you were building up to 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 save this guy. Okay, okay, I guess we're gonna. Oh, talk and about there's like more. a ten minute cutscene. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay, the game halfway through the game, you go back in time, right? And 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 it's like starting a new loop. It's almost like very Mass Effect. Like, here's the loop. We're doing it again. Um, but, and then it does that interesting thing with the next messenger. And you think, oh, the game is going in this direction. But then it stops and kind of, and, and so like, it does something interesting, but then immediately kind of like, just tosses it out the window mm -hmm. within like five minutes. And from there, I don't think it ever really, uh, it really goes anywhere. That cutscene was sort of interesting and you get a bit more context. But I was hoping for, like, because they make reference to, like, this cycle has been going on for a while. Like, there's tons of messengers uh, around. And I was hoping, oh, maybe we'll get to meet them and we'll all, like, team up to save yeah. to save Phantom. Because uh, before I, I had gathered, like, oh, these three blue cloaks are, um, they are the previous messengers. Like, that's who's left behind. There's the three of us, the four of us. That's it. But the game makes reference to, like, at least, like, ten Right, or you're like you see a bunch of them, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would be pretty cool if like different types of warriors came to help me out for the final confrontation. But no, that never happens. So, it it think it 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 leans towards some interesting stuff, but it never ever goes there fully. Mm -hmm. And like the the fake out at the end was also very odd. Um, like because there's a final boss battle then and then it's like no the the evil entity is is still there like i could still feel it and then you have to just mash x to defeat the evil entity instead of like doing any sort of like unique boss battle or anything like that um mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know it, it 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 has some potential but they don't i don't think they fully tap into it now there is uh now i remember i looked it up there is a prequel to the game coming out what Okay, interesting. Uh, there's an RPG prequel to The Messenger announced. It was announced Weird. back in June, March of this year. An RPG? Sea of Stars. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing this on the Kickstarter. I think. Yeah, it was, just, it was, uh, it was on Kickstarter. It did pretty dang well i'd say it raised 1.6 million 
Uh, that at that point though, it's not really Kickstarter; it's pre-ordering, right? <laughs> basically. Um, so yeah, I can't remember how we got on that, but while um, we're talking about like the story, yeah, um, yeah, like it felt like there was a lot of potential there with previous messengers and stuff, but yeah, I hope that yeah. uh, maybe in RPGs, what they want to do next, like, I mean, that's what they're doing, but like, a, a, a prequel is an interesting idea i i I guess we'll see like a cycle hmm. before this well like will we see like the initial cycle with like phantom and stuff or will and and yeah yeah or will we see uh oh 2022 it's pretty far away um or will we see like uh i guess even before or or will we see other messengers see looking at the cover this looks like like phantom and i forget the is it melody or Muse? Is that what she was called? I think it was Muse. Yeah. I don't know. That's what it looks like to me because it's man, man and woman. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, where's this? I'm looking through it here. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's necessarily about. I guess not. But. Hey. I'm. Oh, there's like that sunk. Do you remember like the underwater shrine that you had to go oh, the to second yeah. shrine yeah 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 that was cool yeah it looks it lo- so it looks very chrono trigger but um hmm. anyways maybe we'll talk about that game at some point in 2023 yeah exactly <laughs> or you know 2025 or whenever yeah whenever we get there <laughs> uh but yeah so uh hesitant rever- um uh well what what's what's the word approval no um uh, recommendation like a, yeah. a with caution yeah recommendation with an asterisk of uh, read the terms and conditions before applying and, and and for me i guess i'm i guess i'm pretty similar to that i i would generally say i, I would say give it a try uh yeah i mean true yeah. like doesn't hurt to give it a try yeah yeah so yeah yeah well, Graham, that's another another game done. Yeah, wait, that's is that our first game after the summer of Nintendo, or did we do? Well, we did Return of the Oak. Oh, we did, we did. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got we've got some varied. We're going a bit. We're going back a few years for the next couple of uh, episodes, doing some uh, el- elderly games. If you will. yeah, not they're uh, they're preteens. Let's not be, I guess, too hasty. They're maybe they're... within the past decade. Yeah, kind of spread out there. Um, but yeah, we're running out of uh, weeks here. There's not a lot of time left. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think the December one's gonna happen. Yeah, which is. I mean, true. We've. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not the first time. It's, it's been on our list <laughs> since 2018, and I just haven't played it. Okay, we're talking about Persona Five, it's, which is uh... a notoriously long game, and I notoriously keep putting it off, and I. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. We'll see, at some point. Yeah. I'm about twenty hours into Royal now. Right. So. I'll get there eventually. I will. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. We'll we'll. Maybe. We'll do it eventually. He'll, we'll, yeah. Yes. Then then we'll have to we'll, we'll, we'll. worry about like, a Persona Two or something, after that. I really don't want to. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would be more for like persona q i own that game 
Yeah, we've talked about it before. Anyways, yeah. I think we're coming up on the hour mark here. Yeah. I, again, it's like I didn't expect to talk this no. long about this game. But and we good. actually talked about it for like a decent chunk of it. Right. We didn't get on any tangents until the last like five minutes. Yeah. And that time you you drank drank that coffee. Yeah, I drank. But I'm gonna cut drank that out, tea and nearly choked and died on it. Yeah. All right, tea. Yeah. I was really worried. About <laughs> I I was legitimately concerned because <laughs> you you like I you were making noises like oh I'm I'm having difficulty breathing. But then you stop making noises. And I'm like, oh, where is it? Are we obstructed? I'm, who, what do I do? What am I going to do? I'm like, but I turn off came... my mic because I'm like, oh, I don't want to interrupt what he's saying with my choking. <laughs> uh, I'm good, glad you're good times. Good times. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, thanks to Caleb, allegedly, for uh, recommending this game to us. If you'd like to recommend any games for us to play, please let us know. Uh, on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, um, or just reach out to us. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review um, wherever you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, uh, Spotify. Um, it does help us grow. And as always, if you can let your friends know, hey, these guys, they're not really good at drinking tea, <laughs> but they're good at talking about video games. Uh, or like, they're terrible. They, they don't know what they're talking about. You won't believe it. Let them know, and they'll listen. And then they can yell at us. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, until next time, have a good evening. Yes, good night. <laughs>